I wanted to talk a bit about meditation and more specifically, I think validating and normalizing it as a quite unpleasant experience <laughs> is something worth doing. So I was reading an article a couple of days ago in the news about the car map and how like everybody's got it now. I think it's hit like over a hundred million downloads. It's worth two billion dollars or something ridiculous like that. And on the one hand it's like wow, good on them, that's amazing. But I I suppose as someone who trained as a clinical psychologist and took a bunch of different, you know, trainings I guess from mindfulness meditation and um, psychology and Buddhism and um, acceptance and commitment therapy, like all different kinds of approaches that I suppose fundamentally involve a practice of sitting with your unpleasant emotions. So knowing all of that, I think um, as this article was sort of mentioning about whether mindfulness meditation in particular perhaps has a PR problem <laughs> because um, I sometimes worry that it's potentially being sold as this like here's this lovely app and you you know you're gonna have this wonderful calming lovely nurturing experience and meditation can be that guided meditation in particular can be helpful for that but we need what we need to be normalizing is that meditation for a large part is actually quite shit and it's quite normal to feel really agitated triggered that you're not doing it right, that it means that you're stupid, that you don't like listening to the voices, that you can't repeat a word, or even that's boring. <laughs> like mindfulness and meditation are not all sit on a lotus pad in um, beautiful cross-legged and do your prayer hands and sitting on a beach somewhere. That would be nice, but for the most part, yeah, meditation, particularly for me in my own experience, it's been like it's difficult. I am still someone who will say, yep, that's a good thing to do. I, you know, it's a practice that I have, but I don't often in, enjoy it, to be honest. Like I will sign up for those Oprah and um, Deepak 21-day meditation challenges, get six days in, realize I'm behind I get distracted, feel like I'm not doing it right, and then I quit. <laughs> and I have a guilt-shame cycle about that. But that's it's normal. It's a normal part of the practice. Um, you know, what works better for me often, especially with limited time and kids around and all that kind of stuff, uh, is to engage my children in it as well, sometimes when I can, not all the time. But I sometimes do better with, you know, actually moving my body rather than sitting. So... Chopping wood, getting on a swing set, going for a walk, um, gardening, pulling out some weeds, you know, baking, doing something with your hands, washing dishes even, although that's like one of my least favorite things to do. But, you know, the, the practice of actually doing something and getting lost in the process and paying attention, that's kind of what mindfulness is to me. It's just paying attention to what you're doing in the here and the now and then gently bringing your focus back when your mind wanders but I think um you know I guess if you sold meditation as this idea that like <laughs> yes it's about being open and curious and being able to sit with difficulty but some severe difficulty and feeling really unpleasant maybe people wouldn't want to do it so it's an interesting thing um 
to think about where I suppose the mainstream view of meditation and how is it supposed to make you feel and how you're supposed to do it will go now that so many people are doing it. Um, and apps can definitely help with that. But it is not necessarily, in my mind, meant to be something that is immediately pleasant and rewarding. There's more of a kind of discomfort, um, resilience that I think is important to know and that if you're not enjoying it and if you're finding it actually really uncomfortable and unpleasant that's quite normal and you sort of just keep going or you try a few different practices so is it meant to suck yes yes it's very very normal for meditation to feel like it sucks even if you have been doing it in some sort of practice for years and years and years and years um, you know, potentially is it is it something that's marketed poorly? I don't know. I guess for me, I think I look at all the reading and research and experience that I've had and I think, well, Buddha didn't have a slick marketing strategy. Um, the idea of suffering was still sold pretty well. So, you know, the Buddhists have had some success with that you could say, without the need to sort of um, make something seem like it is meant to be this amazing, frothy, luxurious event. It's hard. Meditation is hard. And it's unpleasant. And it will bring up all sorts of things for you. But you persist and you keep going. It's a destination. It's not necessarily something that you're like, yep, cool, take that off my list. I've done it now. But I suppose what I wanted to communicate from me to you is that it's very, very difficult. It is very difficult. I find it very difficult. And when you are someone who has trained in different types of meditation and different types of urge surfing, as we call it, sitting with difficult emotions, it gets harder to do because then you have the thoughts that you're supposed to do this better and you're supposed to know what you're doing and you teach this to other people. So <laughs> it is just a beautiful cycle. But I think, yeah. It is meant to suck. We need more people, particularly in a position of experience, giving people the real insight that, yes, meditation does suck 100%. But it doesn't suck 100% of the time, all the time. So it's a matter of just keep coming back to it. Just keep coming back to it. Just keep coming back to it. All right. Talk to you next time.